0: Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Um, all I want to say about this episode, I want, first of all, just, I can't wait for you to listen to it. <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite episodes that of the podcast so far. Uh, I sat down with my friend, Ryan Esdor. This is the third time he was on the show. Um, I always call him my, he's like my like my Yoda. He's just so wise, you know, and what we talk about in this episode is basically I had him on. I wanted to talk about this crazy like 48 hour go ruck uh, endurance challenge he did a few months ago. So I was pumped to hear about that and, you know, all that stuff. And what we ended up talking about is why why we sign up for these things and why we compete in these things, the positives and the negatives. And we kind of just try to figure it out. Like why is doing a 10 K enough for some people? And then why for other people do they have to sign up for a 48 hour event where they're going to completely destroy themselves? Um, I thought it was a really interesting conversation uh, Ryan shared some really in, uh, exciting, interesting insights into that question. Um, we talked about what's so positive about these events, why they're so important in our lives specifically. And then we kind of explored the question of like, what's wrong with us? <laughs> um, I really hope you guys enjoy the show. I, that's all I want to say about the episode. I want you to listen to it right away. Uh, love ryan he's the man he's the best he's out of des moines um he runs a place there called superhuman lab it's a excellent place if you're in the des moines area or anywhere in the midwest really you guys should uh head over that way if you're an athlete and ryan will he's just like he just i the thing i love about him is he is this constant explorer and constant learner he's always seeking he's like a seeker he's always seeking new knowledge and new information so uh but yeah so hope you guys enjoy the show if you like this one uh ryan's been on a couple times before go back and check out those episodes he was on one of the first ones we did uh but yeah we're on episode 112 so there's a bunch of them go back look for some stuff i bet you'll like uh some of the guests on here i'm super grateful that I have been able to share some of these guests' stories. Um, really, really grateful that they all have decided to come on the show and share their time with me and and uh, really inspired me. Uh, that's what I leave. I leave every single podcast inspired into some sort. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you for hopefully enjoying these shows. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. This is Like a Bigfoot, number 112 with
1: Ryan. <laughs> this, I'm so sorry. That's got to be so gross to you.
0: <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about, man? You just said, you, you mentioned how you have kids. And like, when you're a dad with kids, my daughter Zoe's she has boogers 24 seven. And I just go in barehanded and,
1: Scoop them out. When my son was born, they go first off. It was it's so funny. You know all the first things you should get to do: cut the umbilical cord, hold your baby. I got to do none of that. They brought him over, and said, "Hey, his blood sugars a little low." They gave him something, and then he took like that that first like uh, fecal they have, which is like all tar and black. They had me clean that up, and I never, I didn't hold him. I could I didn't hold him for hours later. You cleaned you cleaned his poop up before you held him? Yes. What? Here you go, Dad. So they cut the umbilical cord because there was a C-section. Okay. So they cut the umbilical cord. Okay. No problem. Hey, okay, we're rushing over here. I haven't even held this kid yet. Here you go, Dad. So I'm cleaning up this, like, this that, that Tari first, you know, one they have. And then literally they, they – I, I was so young. I was 25. So I didn't know, what to, like, what to do. So then I'm looking at him and like he's in that incubator area. He's he's fine, Billy. Really. There's nothing wrong with him. He, I go, hey, I have to go home because we had dogs. I go, I to, and our, our the hospital's really close. I, I have to go home and let my dogs out, you know, so they don't piss and shit all over everywhere. I go, can I hold him? They're like, oh yeah, you wanted to hold him? I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's like, I'm, sure. It's ridiculous, dude. That's a nightmare. The, that's the weirdest birth story I've ever heard. Well, the best part was, you know, <laughs> certain people are really into breastfeeding. Certain women are. Mm-hmm. My wife is not one of them. Like she just doesn't connect with it. So she was going to do just like pump and feed. Like it just didn't hit her 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 brain. But she had a C-section. The painkillers were wearing off, and the kid was born in Georgia. And they just had different like ideas about mother baby. And so she's sitting there vomiting in a from the pain, and they pull her 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 gown down and attach him to it. So she's vomiting while she's breastfeeding. It was like, it was so
0: terrible. <laughs> I, I don't have to include that on the podcast. If uh, that's okay, if you think she'll listen and be like, are you kidding me for telling that story?
1: <laughs> she deals with me enough. There's really, I always like try to be respectful. And if I put something on my Snapchat or Instagram, I go, Hey, you cool. Maybe Marsh looks at me like, why are you even asking me? Like you're going to do it anyways, probably. So no, she <laughs> wouldn't. she doesn't care
0: that's hilarious man well dude (laughs) welcome welcome back to the show um one of my favorite guests easily and he's drinking a beer from with an iowa koozie which
1: makes it more endearing i actually bought coors light because you're in denver or you're in colorado in the rockies and i actually made that a conscious decision and i thought i wonder if chris will have a beer so we can kind of have a beer together i do I i have an oscar blues one so, I
0: don't you know if have, you, Do you have any of that. Have you ever had, like, mm-hmm. Dale's Pale Ale? Never.
1: Okay. Oh, Dale. yes, yes, Dale's Pale Ale. Okay, so yes, it's, like, the fair. same
0: yeah. same place. They have it uh, about an hour from here um, by, like, in Lyons, Colorado. So, it's pretty good. Did the beer relay with them. Yeah. So, where you drank a beer and then ran a 5K. And then you had, like, a team of people do that for five hours. And it was... You would drink the beer and then you'd burp for the first 500 yards
1: of the run. What do you think? Think about this with me. Do you have anything you want to uh, do? Sorry, I don't want to take over your interview.
0: No, go for it, man.
1: You sure? Okay. (laughs) What do you think? What is the combination like beer and running? What is that about? It's the same as cycling, too.
0: It has to be the carbs, right? Like, you crave carbs because you yeah. have just done this endurance thing, and you're for however long you burn off all these calories. And it's like the combination of carbs and just being thirsty, right? It has to be.
1: We I mean, know what else is funny, too? As like you and I both do these endurance races, and have you ever won anything? substantial meaning a great amount of money or something that was like holy shit this is a prize i won like like a treasure
0: i won a hammer at one which actually that was cool because i didn't expect that i was like i'll get a medal and they gave me a hammer which was sweet but then i saw the people who did that was a half marathon the guy who won the full marathon got a sledgehammer and i was like oh and i just like looked at my wimp, my wimpy hammer and
1: i was like oh okay (laughs) <laughs> okay, so the most you've ever won is something that you could buy at Home Depot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Think about that Like think about that the actual reward of what we do and what we get like last stuff I do I get a patch and a beer But the money you actually put in the time you're away with your sacrifice is so substantially greater than this little reward that it's never the actual reward.
0: Yeah, because, like, you're not – that's the en- extrinsic thing, right? Like, we were joking uh, a couple years ago where we ran a race in the desert and we got a bottle of sand. And we we're like, we didn't – that's the last thing we want at this point. <laughs> you right. Know? But, like, that's the extrinsic thing. All the internal things that you get from doing these races, you know, you know what it is. It's like all of that stuff, the – joy of accomplishment and showing yourself how hard you can push and that you can overcome challenges and all that like that's the actual reward that like 90 probably like 99 percent of people doing endurance races are looking for you know
1: that's something that has hit me recently of of what is this reward chase why do we play these These mythical games right? That's what sport is when you you think about here's something that has really interested me and kind of been a game-changer for me I do these things because I like the way it feels to chase a goal. I like to feel accomplished I like to see myself personally develop and improve through the process But if I get more cynical about it I realize sport is these mythical games that we play and then I think why is it that we crave it. Yeah. And that's kind of had me kind of through a, an interesting person, like I always think it's important to have a crisis every now and then. Not like a huge existential crisis where you're it affects your life, but one that makes you confused, you feel stuck. Like it's almost that pre-breakthrough area. I think it's important to have, and like recently I've been having a little bit of those. Like I enjoy training, but I'm like, why is the purpose of this?
0: Have you it's, had have you had that thought in the middle of an event?
1: This so this last go ruck one in St. Louis? Yeah. Probably not five minutes in, I go, <laughs> I don't want to do this. What am I doing? And the whole race, it was it was actually great the whole time I questioned, why am I doing this? Like I'm only taking tread like you know, and I'm also thirty three, so I'm getting a little older. I'm like, this is only taking tread off the tires right now. And Plus it was the first time I've ever done an event not feeling healthy like I went in having like a pretty like I having a hip issue I know about sports therapy having a hip issue enough to where I was like this isn't good Yeah, and but it was great because I needed that extra the extra crisis on the, on the, on the frosting on the cake to really make me double question Why am I doing this? I don't want to be here. I feel like you're hurt and injured. I was definitely injured. Yeah. I don't want to be here. I feel injured. Then why am I continuing to do it? <laughs> and I had to rest with that for two days, which is great. <laughs> All
0: right, man. So I want to get. That's what I want to get into. So explain the GORUCK. Like explain your most recent GORUCK. Because I guess sure. if you went back on this podcast to the very first time you're on, and I think it was like eight or maybe nine, one of the first ten episodes that you're on. And we talked about Goruck, and you explained this crazy story. You got like a cut on your foot, um, and I did. You get didn't you have something that sent you to the hospital?
1: Yeah, I got MRSA.
0: <laughs> MRSA. MRSA. Yeah. Oh my god, man! From that yeah. cut.
1: Yeah, I asked the, doc, the the nurse. I said, "Hey, um, these antibiotics." And this is before I knew I had MRSA. She calls me and said, "Hey, do I have to take these medicine?" And she's like, if you want to keep your leg, I'd take it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> enough said, enough. Said. <laughs> so, but you, yeah, not that, that really will wipe you out for a while. Those antibiotics. But yeah,
0: Um. so you, you had all those things in your, I don't know if that was your first go rock, but that was definitely like the biggest one you've done up until that point. And then you signed up for this one that was even crazier. So can you kind of like give us like a breakdown? Like what was this uh, event?
1: The last one? Yeah. So the last one, they call it a HTL, which stands for heavy, tough, light. So what you do is you do a 24-hour, you get a little rest, and then you do 12 hours, a little rest, and six hours and finish. And uh, so I wanted to get a little extra challenge because, to be honest with you, I had, I had some more that I was planning for. This is actually my first warm-up of things. And so GORUCK, in, in, in the essence of it, is it's actually it's a company that they make gear. And they have this the great way how they market is it. go. How do you test your gear? Put it through the ringer. So they would have it. They have like a challenge. It's like twelve hours, right? And the challenge was when you first. When I first did, it, it was so hard. Like it, I was wiped out. Me and my friends were like high fiving, drinking beers. Like couldn't believe we did this twelve hour yeah. event. And now it's, I've done it enough times where it's laughable. Like it's not <laughs> even. I mean, I could do it hungover. I mean, just because I've done it so many times. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's it's interesting because you, you get used to what your body's going to feel like but then you also get yeah. the more like appropriate nutrition strategies and hydration right. and
1: things like that just by learning yeah and so for this one i actually i trained like i trained really hard because i was like i want to i don't i want to feel i want to see how fresh i can feel at the end because i want to yeah. push through even the hard harder ones yeah i to. i had this goal and this was the hard part for me that i haven't really uh I haven't talked to a lot of people about it, just because like, there's this hard thing when you get to the point of injury and you decide not to continue. It's a weird embarrassment and you feel like you let yourself down even though I pretty much, like I, I might show some clips of me doing some training on Instagram, but I don't really let on to people my actual goals. I like to just kind of keep it in the dark and, and work a little bit. And the real kind of mind fuck of this one was afterwards my hip was so smoked. So long story short, I had a, I could tell as I was running, the way I was running, my, I wasn't having enough core stability. And I knew where it was coming from. But I just went, ah, you, can, you can get through this. Just kind of push through. We got three more weeks of this training that I've committed to just push through. And then it just – it was so stupid. I tell people this and I just made the choice to push through. And it was – it just wasn't a good idea. And then I got to the point where I was like, oh, I think I have a sports hernia. Like I was pretty – You know, I looked at my friends who are uh, sports med docs, and I actually just two weeks ago went to them just to verify. and Things are finally turning the corner, but it's taking me like six weeks to get out of this damn thing. But, but it's a good lesson because you know it made me question: Why do I need to run, ruck, do silliness or exertion right for two days? Why do we do that? It's really made me get into some deep inquiry about why is that so important. So it's been like, it's actually been the best gift I've had, but in the moment it's been extremely frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say for anything.
0: What, did you come to any answers or did you come closer to figuring out why towards the end of it or
1: are you still questioning it? No, I'd say it's kind of funny. So, and coincidentally, I met this guy in Davenport named Dr. Ed Thomas. And what's interesting about him, so I do sports therapy. So my thing is I work, I work with athletes, right? And I'm, and I'm also in the community. I do athletic things between endurance events and jiu-jitsu. It's kind of my things I enjoy. And I met this guy. My friend – a friend of mine is a cop actually. And he goes, hey, you got to meet this guy, Ed Thomas. I go, okay, why? And so the kind of the titans in my community are guys like Gray Cook, you know, maybe Kelly Starrett and a few others to name. These are titans in – my community, and he's known as the teacher's teacher, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he's kind of the, you know, these guys revere him as kind of their hero, and he just so happens to live in Davenport. And he's been a bit, uh, when my friend called him, he said this, uh, as Dr. Ed Thomas, sir, depends. (laughs) He goes, who's calling? Yeah. And And he doesn't really, he doesn't turn down military and law enforcement. My friend's a cop. And he initially, when I met him, he wasn't that, I don't think he was that hyped on even working with me. And then a friend sent him something that I was doing and go, okay, this guy gets it, bring him. And we've had this great relationship. But what's interesting about him is he knows physical culture so well, because think about this, he's 73. So he knows physical culture well from like, let's say 60s to now. But his teachers were the people from World War II and previous. So he really... Touches a span of over a hundred years of knowledge. Yeah. And so I, I told him, I kind of told him that I'm, ha- I'm kind of having these, I don't know how I said it, but I am just kind of like, you know, it's kind of funny how, what am I doing? I kind of at this moment of like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? And why do I feel so depressed when I don't do it? That's the reality. Like, when I don't do these things, if I have nothing to chase, I may say I feel just kind of like, ass, eh, like I should know. What? And I thought I actually have to admit, I feel depressed. Yeah. If I don't have something to chase and do, and conquer. And he said, "Ryan, no these these mythical games are very important that we play." I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Well, Ryan, when you're a boy, you use your body like it's a toy. You take a lot of risks. You do many things, and uh, you know you're not you're you you're carefree more with it, and you become a young man, Ryan, like you are." and you treat your body again like it's a tool. He goes, for instance, preparing for war, battle. He's like, that's what a lot of our bodies and our minds are prepared to do, is prepare for war, battle. He goes, and then you hit a point where you are older and your body doesn't do what it used to do and you treat it like it's a temple. So you have this lifespan of from toy to tool to temple, and right now, even though I may not understand it and know it, I'm at the age of tool. Yeah. There's no war for me to prepare for. There's nothing, you know, I, I'm not in the military. There's no war for me to do. So my body, my mind is, has this great craving for it. And so I'm playing these fictitious games that are about conquering, about battle, and about, the, you know, the, this, these things that my body's trying to do. And it really became a very interesting thing once I heard that.
0: Yeah yeah man so does that make it any easier though like when you're thinking back to the race are you like okay i'm or the not the race the event are you like i'm glad i did that or are you still questioning are you still like why well i guess here's my question why for some people does going out on a saturday and running a 10k Mm -hmm. and competing in a 10k why is that satisfying and then for other people you have to do a two-day thing where you're Carry yeah. around 80 pounds and bear crawling and dipping in water and something like beyond what most people would experience. Hmm.
1: Because I question the same thing. <laughs> <Just> yeah. <so. laughs> yeah. Well, actually, you know, that, that my first thing is to be honest with you, you're interviewing me, but you've done so, you've put on so many more miles on your body. I'd actually be curious what you think.
0: Well, that's why I ask because I really don't know. Um, I think there's a certain point where the lessons that you learn come into play. And if you're doing, for me anyways, doing like a 5K or a 10K, like those lessons, it just doesn't last long enough, you know, to get me to the point where I can actually experience something, but then also like internalize it. You know what I mean? But at the same time... I just did a race too, which is, it's funny because I just had a race two weeks ago and it was the first time I did the same thing, like question, like, what am I doing? (laughs) And part of it was not putting in the time for training. And the other part was, it just was, it just wasn't, maybe it just wasn't my day, but it was the only race where I ever questioned, like seriously questioned quitting. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I think... I'm glad for that experience because I pushed through and didn't quit. And the lessons that taught me are like ones that, you know, just, I would never trade for, for the world. You know what I mean?
1: But isn't that funny? Like you want in in a weird, sick way, you want to push yourself to that brink of this will either, I will either break down or break through and guess what the, and the story is, we don't always break through every time. Yeah. We sometimes break down.
0: I saw that and too. <laughs> yeah. I, I recently also, last weekend, I worked in aid station, and I saw that, and I saw this guy come in, and it was super hot. It was at the top of like a five-mile climb, maybe a four-mile climb, and he came into our aid station. It was like mile 24, and he sat down. And he's like, I threw up like five times on that mm-hmm. climb, and he sat down. You could tell, like- he his quitting point was this aid station but as he was sitting there and talking about he's like this is gonna be my first dnf like i've never quit a race before and he's laughing to himself he's like i've done seven 100 mile races and i've never quit and now i'm quitting this one at mile 24 and but you're right like that happens to everybody and it might it might just be like just you might just have a bad day I don't know it might yeah. not be that you're not tough enough it might just be
1: one of like a thousand different factors I guess yeah so. you know it's funny funny I had one and it's all comes with I, I think so much of our life is it's so much perspective and for instance like I had one where I didn't finish and I was probably I'm 33 now it's probably like 27 28 and it was one of those like I never crossed the point in my mind that I would not finish. It never dawned on me that I was not gonna finish. And when I didn't, to be honest with you, I spent a long time, like, periodically years, I would spend just punishing myself, like, God, you pussy. Like, like really challenging my own self-worth, like, you, why would you, and then finally I had to come to a point, and this kind of was one to where I said, hey, that actually does not, that that actually, that moment, you can either learn from it right now, and go, hey, guess what? That doesn't even exist anymore. Did it happen? Yes, but that moment is burnt. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So to keep replaying it as if it is this thing that like I am now defined as like a stamp and tattoo, not really. Like everything's pretty fluid in life. Like good and bad. Like health. Health is just like your your your, your blood pressure. It's never the same thing if you measure it from one point to the other.
0: True. You know,
1: in two minutes you can't have the same reading. It's uh, it, to the very 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 t. It's almost impossible. I think we forget that in mentality. Like sometimes you might have a bad day, but what really can keep you down is your interpretation of it. You know, if you yeah. make it that this is defining me as, which I've done, then you're just gonna then you're gonna get stuck in that fantasy forever. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's a fantasy. It's act. It literally does not exist. It, it, right now, it's always like quicksand. We're trying to catch this present, and you can't. It's always slipping away like quicksand. Yeah. And that's what's so fascinating. So there's something when we do these things as a collective of people, we're chasing something. you know. And I think it's uh, – I can't tell if it's something that's extremely similar or if it's different for every single person once you get down to the grain.
0: Yeah. Well, it's weird too because it might also – well, I, just a couple of things. Like on the other hand, it could be a huge negative thing that you weren't able to complete whatever you set out to complete. Yeah. But you could – it just depends on how you look at it. It could be the most positive thing because ultimately could lead you to completing the next time you try. Exactly. Um, exactly. But like yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it is super interesting. And it's just also different di- you could be doing the same. Like I go up and I run like the same route like mm-hmm. a couple times a week, right? And one day it could be like the most meaningful thing in the world that I'm thinking about and considering and like I finish a run I'm like oh man like I feel enlightened and then the other day I might you know put on some stupid like stand up comedy CD in my iPod and listen to it and get done with <laughs> right. the run I'm like I don't even I don't even remember running that you know it just yeah. and same with events too like you could have the most meaningful thing of your life and then the next time you do, might do the same exact thing and you might've gotten nothing from it or it might've been a super negative experience. So it's, it's super interesting, man. But it is curious. Yeah. Like why do people do these things?
1: <laughs> like, right. And it's so funny. Like what we're talking, I mean, if you change out the wording, we're literally talking about addiction. <laughs> Cause think about this. If I get a little bit of it, sometimes I feel good. Yeah. But if I don't, if I, sometimes if I only get a little, it does nothing. So I have to have more to do it. So I have to have a higher dosage. To actually get that feeling that I'm chasing. But once I have that feeling and it goes away, I actually feel about the same as I did before I started. That is exactly how addicts talk. To me. So it's like, what are we, what are we, which is like, which is, you know, it's funny because I'm sure at some point in my life, I will chase the transcendence of being a monk. But I like the extremes of life. I do. I don't. One thing I think I'm uncomfortable in is I'm, I'm very uncomfortable in being in like, uh, I don't want to say just mediocrity. That's not it. It's more just, just very status quo. If things are good and just even and there's no spikes in the up or down, I found just in myself I'm not happy. I have to be in pursuit. And I like the climb. as the fall. And and those are the important things, I think, is we we, we like that, I don't know, that battle. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? We're, 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 that's what we're ultimately creating. You're creating a, a, a one game one person game battle
0: yeah but you it's don't hard like you don't
1: yourself. like you don't like
0: zombie mode you know what i mean like you don't like being tuned out or right. you know you like being focused on something and whether that something brings you the lows, lowest of lows or the highest of highs like that's what experiencing life is and i think that's not a bad thing i think that's a positive thing because a lot of people seem to be and i'm not sure if i'm just you know i just a lot of people seem to be in that zombie mode you know Mm -hmm. i don't know i had a realization walking through the airport and (laughs) i was walking through the airport and everyone's looking down their phones they don't anytime you look at your phone by the way like Mm -hmm. you could be the happiest person in the world as soon as you look at your phone your face just goes blank uh, you know what i mean like yeah could, yeah isn't it isn't that crazy like you could be mm-hmm. the most happy-go-lucky person in the world then you look at your phone and your phone goes blank you could be like uh-huh. so mad right so mad you're like seething you look at your phone your phone goes or your face goes blank it's so right. weird but it's just so so maybe me walking through the airport maybe that was what i was seeing and it's not exactly how everyone was feeling you know what i mean but as i was going through i'm like man like I just wish I just wish everyone in here like we I wish we could all have some sort of experience together that was very challenging that we ultimately push through like a marathon or like a some sort of physical challenge or that we're all on yeah. the same team. And then we can all so you can all celebrate together and have this common bond. And I just I don't know. It was a weird walking through the airport moment. I don't know if any of that made sense. It
1: it does because don't you ever think like sometimes we just have to admit that we're all in process. That's why I enjoy about hanging out with people who are much older than me. Yeah. And you realize that there is no like founded thing. We're all in process. And even the people who I have the most respect for and just like wow, like they just – I admire. Once I get to know them, I actually find that their struggles and ambitions – it's very similar to mine. You know, and I, I think if I, in some way, if I don't have something to be passionate about, like I would say I'm a very, how do you say how it sounded? You know, i just say I'm, I'm definitely like, I, I'm a very evangelist person. I, I'm very passionate about things. And if I don't have that, the other option is just, it really is like depression, isolation. And I think that's a weird, it's a very weird thing to talk about because you hear people really talk a lot about isolation depression anxiety which is which i think is very good people are bring it up yeah but it, it, i haven't heard the whole a lot of people talk about the whole story of it you know what i mean it's kind of like this is what i deal with you know I, I i refuse to be a victim to any circumstantial thing i just and i think that's a lot of people who and it's funny because i work with a lot of athletes so i hear a lot of stories so i'm also i'm comparing my notes to a lot of people that's kind of i guess if i had to What's my point? My sp- point of speaking is that I talk to a lot of people, and especially in the endurance community, I think it is people just making a conscious choice that hey, I could be this, I could be 300 pounds, yeah, or I could be doing this. I could be addicted to opiates. I could be doing this. I could be, you know, having these issues that, of, of depression, anxiety, but I'm doing this. And by the way, I still have it, but I'm still doing this, which yeah. is even sicker, right? Like knowing that like you, you just re- you you. Completely just you're not ready to resign your life yet. You're just not ready to resign your life in some way You know a lot of us were athletes and maybe that was a great feeling It's great to feel triumphant and pursuit and the highs the highs the lows the lows It's nice to feel that but when you're an adult sometimes guess what when you got two goddamn car seats in the back of your your jeep And kids you start to that part of you starts to to die when you feel that fire die it becomes like first you just become more busy until the day that you look and you recognize that, like, wow, what happened? Yeah, and then that's where the phone can come in, and you just distract yourself from it. Yeah. Or some people come up and look at it and go, "Hey, I got it. I have to. I have to feel that thing." And we chase it. Yeah. And that's why, like, I, I'll never, I'll never bang on somebody for whatever activities they do because most stuff I do is it's not. We have to divorce the idea of health an athlete because they're not the same thing because i'm willing to sacrifice health for happiness of being an athlete i'm willing to be in sore after jujitsu i'm okay with having a little hip issue running because of the payoff for me and maybe some people don't and they say it's not healthy that's not for, that's that's for me yeah and each of us have to have that degree that we're willing to give to that like what are what's your sacrifice you know
0: dude i love that man i i think part of it Is there's a lot of things that you can't control in life. Like you were saying with Mm -hmm. the car seats, like I can't control when my kids are in in a good mood or bad mood or, you know, when it's going to be extra work to be a dad or be like the greatest moment ever being a dad. I can't control that, But like athletic wise and training wise, like that is something I can control and I can control if I wake up early to put in the time I can control when I'm in, the gym or going for a run, like I can control my effort level, and I think I remember like way before I even started this podcast like i I was just writing like little ideas down mm-hmm. and it was like kind of a blog, but I wasn't really even sharing it with anybody but I was just getting my ideas ideas out there and one of the things I mentioned about running is I like just leaving my house or some area and going for a run because you that's the like concept of control. Cause I get to control where I'm turning. Like I get to control the route I'm taking. And then mm-hmm. like that was even before trail running. Cause you had trail running into that and now you're going through the mountains and now you're like, Oh, I really get a control. I mean, technically you should probably stay on the trails, but like you do, you get to go, like really control, like where your body is allowing you to go, which is super cool. And for me, it's important for my happiness, you know?
1: mm-hmm one, you know and that's something that that dr. Ed said to me that really it really like hit me hard when he said it is we have to realize there's a there's a there's a point to what we're doing that it, it becomes spiritual and it becomes this point of transcendence and it becomes a point maybe we don't want to talk about it, it seems woo woo but the fact is like you hit that point when you really dissect what we're doing it really does have some sort of why you want to call it spiritual transcendent uh euphoric there's some there's a chase there and it's got almost it has that thing to it. you know one thing that really was a game changer for me like when i was like 20 and it, it stuck with me to where i think about it even to this day this lady had a really bad hip issue and she's just like beautiful mom of three kids and her doctors just told her quit running and she goes ryan she's telling me about her day no she, she loves her day right this is like a real spiritual woman too she loves her day and she goes, but running, Ryan, she, and she starts crying and she's like, it's my prayer. And I was like, I, I, and by the way, you should never make promises as a sports therapists without really looking at the evidence <laughs> of what's going on. <laughs> I was 21 and I go, Hey, you're going to run. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. And it like really became, cause you realize it's not, it's not about running. It's not just about this. Some days it's a five minute flip of like, get that dopamine drip. But sometimes it's it's all the other things. It's that moment to yourself, and it does become kind of your prayer in ways. Yeah, and yeah. There there is something I think we forget about that when we get deep enough down. There is something kind of transcendent about it.
0: So yeah, that's what I want to ask. Like, so you have I'm assuming been doing like more recovery stuff over the last six weeks. So, and yeah. for me, I'm like. I did the grand traverse race and then volunteered last weekend. And I'm like, I'm done with, with doing any sort of event until next year, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm taking like at least three months of just not even setting anything to train for, but like doing it for the love of it. So mm-hmm. how important is that for you? Like taking time off of being so focused.
1: Well, I think the difference is is, I'm actually training more not less yeah once i forgot i thought the idea that i have to quit training and start doing recovery stuff let's be honest recovery might be my job but my job i always have people get out of my office as soon as possible because i know i don't want to be doing that shit either yeah but i changed my mind and realized i'm actually training more because what it becomes is the more mindful i have to become about certain things in recovery whether it's me you know using certain devices right now like i'm using some indian clubs i'm doing some functional range conditioning, I'm doing uh, a few other things, I'm still training. I'm actually training more and harder. Hard, not harder, let me rephrase that. I'm training more, and we have to realize what training is. I may not be, again, pushing myself to that top threshold, but I'm training, and I'm learning a lot through it, and it's just, it's the process, and I had to change my interpretation of it.
0: Okay, so how how do you change your interpretation?
1: I, you know, honestly, my best things happened to me is is men, like I've had I've just been really gifted with good mentorship. Like for me, I I think right now, Doctor Ed's been probably my, my biggest one because I said you, know, you find you gotta find I find him he's so far down the line for me. He's 73 years old. I'm 33. He's seen a lot more shit and had a lot more experience and knowledge than me. So when I say hey, how often do you train? He said well, right now well, I train tw- my job my at this point in my life I just prefer to train 24/7. <laughs> I go well that seems impossible explain it to me and you realize even in his even while he's sleeping he might Experiment with certain sound frequency stuff that he's working on so his body is always getting some sort of input and training um, You know to then he'll do some seated stuff So it may it may not be as aggressive training at his age, but it's it's nonetheless It's it's training because it takes focus. Yeah intention for him to do it so I have to realize I need to do things in focus and intention. So right now my mantra, if anything, is quality is you know, quality dictates all of me. So I may not be hitting the, the, the hard runs and I might do a few things with the kettlebells or a few controlled articular rotations, this this mobility sequence from the functional range conditioning, but every rep I think quality and I have to think harder and I have to work a different part of my, my body, which is my brain.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So you're saying so,
1: basically training is
0: doing something with focus and intention and it doesn't fully matter what that is or how hard you are working at that point. Like that's still, that's, it's, it's, hard, almost it's more harder important.
1: work. Yeah. It's, it's harder work because nothing's easier for me to have a bad day throwing shoes and just run. That's easy work. Yeah. That's, that feels good. I, I get what I get out of it to go, Hey, you don't get that option. It, it feels like an intervention, like somebody's making me, like I have to do this. I have to feel the pain more. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it's really been a big maturity point for me. You know, sounds funny. I actually didn't pray for it, but I thought about, uh, I kind of go, I wish I almost had a little bit of an injury. I said a couple years ago, so I, so I could understand and go through that process, so I could speak from it from an experiential point. And then when it happened, I went, oh, fuck, I cursed myself. <laughs> and I, I took it back immediately. But now that I'm slowly – I'm actually finding the right resources, which are people who could just help my mindset with it, it's it's absolutely an abs- absolute blessing, yeah. absolute blessing.
0: So to take it back to GoRuck for a second, you yeah, said sorry. like th- – No, 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 that, no, no, sorry all. Conversation. <laughs> um, You said like three and a half weeks – before you noticed your hip injury what what would have happened if for those three and a half weeks you stopped running and lifting and doing all those training things and did like you know took a couple steps back on it do you think that would have like made a more enjoyable experience or do you think because here's the like illogical idea of the athlete is Mm -hmm. you're three and a half weeks from an event you're probably already as trained as you're going to get, but you're like, oh, I got to keep training. I got to like for the next couple of weeks, I still got to go hard. That way I'm in shape during the event. But then you get there and like you said, you might you might have accidentally increased an in injury or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing when these things happen is I can I can bullshit you and your listeners and tell you anything I want. But I think the honesty with myself is the most important thing. I knew what I needed to do to make it more pleasurable or more intelligent, because it was hurt. It was the, my first signs of it were a year before, were almost a year before that. This yeah. was an ongoing thing. I chose to ignore, and I think why would you do that? One, complacency and laziness. If I'm being honest, and I thought, ah, it's not gonna be that bad. I'll go, I'll, I'll rest a couple weeks, change my program, and go away, and it did a little bit. So I have yeah. enough proof to not do anything. And I think too, if I'm being honest, I wanna I want to push as hard to that that border as I could because again, there's something about that. Yeah. There's something addictively I gotta know what it feels like to hit that you remember when you were a kid and you would take these risks risks and you get the butterflies before it and you kinda of white knuckle and you go But you knew you had to do a lot more of those because you're so young, you had no experience. Well, now I've had enough experience. I don't have to do that anymore ever again if I don't want to. Yeah. But I want to. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing about it. There's something I want to learn. There's something I want to do. And again, I'm sure once I get a little older, I'll I'll treat my body much more like a temple. And I will have this, uh, you know, a lot more. And the nice thing is a lot more gratitude for it, right? A lot more reverence for it. At that moment, I wasn't trying to punish it. I was just trying to push it to yeah. see how far can we take this? How much can we do? You know, and I think that's, uh, there's nothing regretful about that for me. I don't
0: think that's a bad thing necessarily. Um, I mean, it could be, but imagine the alternative is never having one of those moments where you go, oh, like never having that again in your life. Like you stopped doing that when you are 18. Like, could you imagine? That would be no. a pretty boring way to go about things.
1: I'm sure, tr- and that's what I think about. That's why I look at the world we live in and how much like depression and isolation we have in it. If I like that's got to, I mean, just do one like, obviously, not the point to where you're like, don't play Russian roulette, yeah. obviously, at that point. <laughs> but man, do something that's like, that gives you, that that gives you the butterflies and that you feel that white knuckled. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything danger like to do it, but there's got to be something some things that we could do to to brush that. And I agree, without that, I don't know how dramatic I'd be. I don't say I wouldn't want to live, but it sure would be a lot less interesting. It yeah. should, you know? And that's where I think. I was like, I've actually had this new idea that I'm on a bit of a vision quest right now. You know, and this is kind of just part of it. And I like that idea. You know, instead of having to train for a thing and when that thing ends, I get a few moments of euphoric. Yeah look back, it feels good, and then I'm right back where I was to where I now have to push even harder and harder and harder. Now I've just kind of been like, maybe I'm just on like this vision quest a little bit right now in this life. Maybe that's just where I'm at. And it it takes experimentation and training, and and it's cool too, because when I look at that, the amount of like cool conversations like this I've had and people I've met, it's been really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man. There's something about that. I don't know. And for me, like, thinking to my bad race a few weeks ago where I wasn't feeling it I think and I learned from it though so I'm like okay the type of there's a type of event like being non not adjusted to altitude and then running a lot at average like 11,000 feet yeah you're gonna Mm -hmm. feel bad but I still think like it's just like I'm kind of trying to like narrow down like which events do I like like which ones bring joy to me Mm -hmm. and beyond the whole like it was hard and all that like which ones actually like significantly just bring me joy you know Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm trying to like kind of like narrow down at this point but then at the same time you don't want to narrow it because you're like why not i just saw weird hiking today i saw a mountain bike race i'm like oh man that'd be fun like why should i should try that and see and maybe it'll be terrible maybe i'll be suffering the whole entire day but then i'll know. you know what i mean yeah. it's just like trying to figure it's kind of like you only have how long you don't even know how long your life's gonna last but you might as well figure like experience as much of it as you can i guess yeah
1: so, but, but and that's yeah. you know that, that's so it too because you know it's funny you don't think about it unless i like i've, I've lost a few people and one recently who are who are young and you go you know what I don't have to have the answer, but I'm gonna fill this cup as full of experience as I possibly can. Yeah. Like, and sometimes that's just it. Like, I don't care how vain or trivial it sounds. Like, maybe that's what I'm gonna do today. Just fill this cup with as much experience as I can. Cause you, you get, especially when people around your own age or younger lose theirs, it really makes you go, oh, 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 oh. This is like, I have, I have a choice of how black and white or colorful I make this life. Like. This is a choice that I have to make, and that's like okay. That's what's so cool about it. I think. Yeah. You man. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: That was awesome. Well, that's probably a good place to wrap it yeah, today, man. Ryan. Yeah, dude, you have to you have to come back on at some point, sometime yeah, soon, man. and then you just have to come out to Colorado and hang out with
1: us. <laughs> I know. I need. I honestly, we should, we should get out there and get just get into some silliness. You should. I love man. that, dude. Bring the I'm a little intimidated. Here's the thing. You're in really good shape. I'm, I may do some things, but you're in a lot better shape. Like we go run, and I want to go. Okay, can I bike and you run? Can we do that? People don't realize. Like I go f- very slow.
0: Like mm-hmm. yeah, I know man. you think that.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no man, I I yeah, dude. I'd love to just like we climb some mountains, do some. Some, some crazy stuff like that would be awesome man so so yeah
1: i'm, I'm down man let's <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do that because i think we'd have a lot of fun yeah yeah for cool.
0: sure well thanks for coming on the show dude we'll, yeah, uh, brother. we'll catch back up with you at some
1: point all right man i'll check you later all right
0: hope you guys enjoyed episode number 112 uh ryan thank you so much for coming on the show you're welcome on anytime uh i just love talking with you and really hearing uh, kind of bouncing ideas off you bouncing ideas back and forth so so thank you man I really appreciated it uh, you guys listening thank you for for tuning in this week uh, like I said in the intro um, I am really grateful that you guys are listening and giving your time because there's a lot of podcasts out there and I'm hoping like I said really at the end of the day this is kind of a kind of a selfish endeavor because it's really giving me an excuse to continue my motivation to continue to like um you know what's that word <laughs> with a fire where you stoke continue to stoke the fire uh, <laughs> stoke my own motivation as i'm journeying through this crazy life just like all you guys out there so thank you guys uh next week we will have another guest on another conversation um And we'll keep bringing these to you every single week. That was the plan. Ever since I started this, we've been trying to be as consistent as possible. And for the last two years, and I just realized this it has been over two years uh, of doing this podcast. And for the last two years, we missed one week. And that was because I was in the middle of the desert and then on a road trip. So so yeah, uh, pretty proud of how this is going. And really, hopefully this is showing you the power of consistency because it's definitely showing me that so keep at it this week hope you guys have an amazing excellent week and i hope you keep striving towards whatever whatever you're striving toward whatever makes you happy all right we'll get back at you see you